Blog Talk Radio. Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. All right. So glad to be with you, everyone. Thank you for tuning in, and we're going to get right to a very special edition of Modern Love because this is Modern Love, and it's all about you. You are the guest for tonight's radio podcast. It's your questions that are driving the conversation tonight because so many of you said, hey, I just want to ask you questions, so that's what we're going to do tonight. So if you want to join those who've already been sending in questions via Twitter, via Facebook, you can call live and do it real time with me right now. That number is 347-989-0776. That's 347 989 0776. I would love to talk to you, but we're going to jump right into questions that have been pouring in via Facebook and Twitter today. We sent out little notes saying, hey, send us your questions. Let me tell you what we're going to start with. The first one is, why don't my relationships make it past the first date? Ouch. So if you're stuck on the first date, you're not ready to date, let alone mate. There is work to do to be prepared. So the very first thing is you've got to ask yourself, what do I really want? What do I really need? Now, here's the trick, everybody. It's not just about what's out there. You know it's about what's in here. So when you say, what do I want, what do I need, you've got to say, How can I be that? If I'm looking for someone who is open, who's honest, who's loving, who's trustworthy, am I that? I've got to be what I'm looking for. So to make it past that first date, you show up as that open, grounded, communicative person and make sure that you're making space for the other person. Now, one last thing. I did a group years ago, and I'll never forget this. I had a woman who actually raised this question in the group. She said, why don't I get past the first date? We had her role play what she did when she met someone with another person who was in the group, and she started firing questions. So, well, hi, how are you? Where are you from? What do you do? Oh, what's your favorite color? What's your da-da-da-da-da-da-da? There was no room for the other person. The other person said to her, Even though it was just a role play, she said, I feel like you are suffocating me. So be aware. Be careful. If you are too busy because of anxiety, dial it back. Get relaxed. Get calm before your date and balance. Okay? Thank you for that question. All right. And Cliff is standing by if you want to call in live. 
with your question, just dial 347-989-0776. We'll take your question, and we do have our first question live. Hi, Paula. Welcome. Hi, to the show, Dr. Paula. Wade. Can you hear how me? How are you? I'm frustrated. Right, I... How How are you? Oh, my goodness. I'm doing great. I'm glad you called. What's your frustration? Well, I've been with this guy, with my partner, for about three years now. And he, right around Thanksgiving, let his 22-year-old daughter move in with us. And I recently discovered she stole a family heirloom and pawned it. And Oh. Yeah. And I'm not really sure how to approach him because I know what I want to do, which is go kind of Tasmanian devil. <laughs> but I don't feel like that'll solve anything. So no, I'm going. People. Paula, mm-hmm. I'm so glad you called. And you're right. Going to the dark side isn't going to help. If we want light, we've got to go to the light. So mm-hmm. the first thing is you do. Does he know yet that she's done this? I He does not know. Okay, so I have I, I have not. I don't know how to approach the conversation. I'm just afraid I'm gonna come unhinged. All right. So you need to go someplace where the two of you can sit quietly together, where you're less likely to go unhinged because there's a little <laughs> social pressure to contain yourself. That's always mm-hmm. a good trick. The thing is, warn him up front. I need to talk about something that is so upsetting to me. I wanted to come here and talk about it because I was afraid I would lose it. Mm-hmm. It concerns your daughter, and she has stolen a family heirloom from me. And I don't know what to say or do except to start the conversation with you and let you know what's happened. And then you're uh-huh. going to sit back after you deliver this piece of information and let him absorb it, let him talk to you about it, Because this is really tough. This is tough. As a parent, I can imagine he thought he was helping his daughter to let her move in. And Mm -hmm. without you saying it, there's some kind of problem with her that she Mm -hmm. would steal. And stealing from you, there's a message. Mm -hmm. There's a message here. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like you've stolen my dad from me, so I'm going to steal from you. There's there's a message here. Mm -hmm. This is a behavior of a girl who feels... She's not getting her needs met. And it's a big conversation, but just like yeah. all important journeys start with okay. And you can't control his reaction. But tell right. the truth because you can't keep this inside. Mm-hmm. And then the Thank two you, of Dr. you, of course, what? if it's a good relationship, the two of you are going to be in this conversation, figuring it out together for a while now. It's not going to mm-hmm. be one conversation, Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you, Paula. Thank you very much for your question. You know, sometimes when we've got big stuff to work through with a partner, just strap yourself in for the long haul because there's plenty to talk about. Give yourself time and don't expect everything will be be resolved right away. Like with Paula's situation, it's definitely going to take some time. All right, next question. Cliff, just let me know when the next caller calls in. I want to get to this question that came in via Twitter. What does it mean when my partner tells me I'm too kinky? Too kinky. Interesting. 
that has two possible reads. One is your sexuality is so open, so free-flowing, and I'm so shut down, daring me. The other is I'm not sure that I can please you and give you what you want. So guess what? Conversation is the best lubrication. You're going to have to talk about it. You're going to have to sit down and say, hey, I need to know what you mean by too kinky, what's behind it, and what do you need to feel you can express yourself sexually in a way that works for you, all right? Talk about it. Talk about it. We've got another question here. And this one came in via Facebook. It says, I'm ready for love, but I've been so badly hurt in the past I'm afraid to put myself out there. All right, and that's from Cynthia. Cynthia, thank you very much for writing that question for us. You know, that's a tricky one. Let me say this. When you've been hurt, there's a great big old thing that is the absolute antidote to the poison of hurt and pain, and it's called forgiveness. And it's important to ask, yourself. Is there something from the past that I still need to face and forgive? Because when we face it and forgive it, we make room for love to come in. So Cynthia, it sounds like you had a rough go, but let me say this. As you heal from the past, you're going to learn. You're going to learn Maybe there was something in me that I made a selection error. How do I correct that this time? So I can choose somebody who's different, somebody who's more in tune with who I am now. All right, Cynthia, good luck to you, and we want to hear back from you the next time we have one of our Ask the Love Doctor sessions. I want to hear about it, all right? Here's our next question. Okay, also via Facebook, it says, oh, along the same lines as Cynthia's, I want to find love, and I want to feel as though I'm in a good place to meet someone, but I'm struggling to find love and to feel good right now. Is there a practice I can add to my life to bring more love into my life? Mm, The best way to get ready for love is to start meditating. Yes, I said meditating on that love, to do what I call a virtualization. Every class, every retreat, every time I lead a mastermind session, we always start with a virtual experience of what we want. Now, a virtual experience means I focus on it, just as I would in meditation, and I work to see it, hear it, touch it, taste it, mmm, and smell it. How do I want that love to be experienced? So you begin to immerse yourself in that direct experience of the love you want. That's one way to get ready for it. And the other thing you're going to have to do is borrow here, and benefits, as I say in my classes, borrow benefits from Cynthia. Make sure that you look at 
who you are choosing. When I wrote the 99 Things You Wish You Knew Before Falling in Love book, the first place I start is with selection errors. And I'll tell you, I have made plenty of selection errors. I used to choose all the bad boys, all the people with problems with anger, people I had to rescue because they were broke. Why? Because I didn't think I deserved anything more. So get ready for good love. Get ready by loving yourself, knowing your own worth, and then get that virtual experience of the love you want so you're planting those seeds of love. Great question. Thank you so much, dear, for that question. All right, our next question. I like this one. Ooh, because it's painful, but it's one that makes us focus on how modern love is different from love in the past. It says, what should I do? I found out my partner has been using the dating app Tinder while in a relationship with me. Okay, well, I'm sorry, very, very sorry, and it's just signed T. I'm very sorry you've been through that because betrayal is probably one of the most painful of all human emotions. And it, that means it takes a great big dose of forgiveness, forgiving yourself, forgiving your partner. Now, the reason I emphasize forgiveness, let me be clear, resentment, you all know this, resentment is like drinking poison and hoping the other person will die. Resentment poisons you. It poisons your love. And it is so important to do forgiveness, to set yourself free. It doesn't mean what the other person did is okay. It just means you're not willing to keep drinking poison. You want to be free. So work on your forgiveness and you're going to have to sit down and ask your partner what they really and truly want. Do they want a committed relationship? Are they ready for that? Are they mature enough to focus on holding a relationship with one person? Because that takes a lot of maturity. It takes a lot of emotional strength. It takes a lot of commitment to be in a relationship. It's not for the faint of heart. I heard a story once from Stephen Levine, who wrote a book with his wife, Andrea, about how they met. And he met her, believe it or not, when he was leading a group for people with terminal illness. And he was a Buddhist teacher, and he was helping people use meditation and Buddhist practices to face their illness. And he went to his spiritual teacher. He said, I met this woman. I'm so in love with her, but I can't marry her. And his teacher said, oh, you mean because she's so ill and she might die? He said, oh, no, 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 that's not an issue for me. I know how to handle all of that, but I can't marry her because it'll pull me off my spiritual path. She laughed at him. He said, go get married. It's the best spiritual path you'll ever find because it will help you to grow. So any kind of committed relationship, if you really work with it, it's going to help you to grow. And in this case, if someone's been cheating, the growth has to be in two areas, 
Number one, what do you really want in your love life? And number two, where did you learn cheating? Because cheating, like most behavior, is a learned behavior. Most people who cheat come from families where there was cheating. Most people who pick cheaters usually choose them because they have experienced cheating behavior when they were growing up from one parent to the other, or they've experienced being abandoned. So on both sides of the equation, T, I want you to work on this. Where did you learn this pattern? And you've got to sit down and talk with your honey and find out if your honey is really ready, like Stephen, to step up and hold that place to grow in love. Great question. And if you want to join the conversation, this is your opportunity. Call in 347-989-0776. Because I want to know what's on your mind. What gets in the way of you having the love you've always wanted? Modern love is a new ball game. It's not the same part of it like teas because we have access to all of this technology. There is more lying and cheating going on in the Internet than ever before. Something like 40 million people are involved sexually via the Internet. So that's a big number. All right, let's go to our next question. This question is, I just discovered that my boyfriend of six months has a close woman friend he was once intimate with. I'm feeling insecure. What should I do? This is via Twitter. It's coming in from Sandy, who's in Arizona. All right, Sandy, you just discovered it? So that tells me he didn't let you know sooner that he has a close woman friend who used to be more than a friend. So there's some lack of communication here. And this is really what's leading to your feeling insecure. Probably if he'd come right out of the gate saying, hey, Sandy, this is, you know, Jody or whatever her name is, and um, she and I were once intimate, but now we're friends, and I want you to know everything is cool There's no lingering desire to be lovers. But the fact that you just found out and he kept it from you has got to put your nerves on edge, and I don't blame you. Again, there's no way around it. You're going to have to sit down and say, I'm disturbed, but I didn't get upfront communication. Please talk to me. What does it mean that you didn't tell me sooner? This definitely makes me question whether I can trust you and I want to trust you. Now, if you want a relationship with me that is deep and intimate, I need truth-telling. I need it up front. I don't want to make discoveries. I want you to uncover all. And if you feel like that's something you're ready to do, we'll go forward. But remember, there is a time and a place to say, This isn't for me. And that is when the other person isn't able to step up and be open and honest with you because everybody 
deserves to be in a relationship and feel secure. So, Sandy, I'm glad you sent in that question. That's a good one. And this is all about honesty being the best policy in a relationship. It doesn't mean you drag all the dirt from the past in and talk about every detail of past relationships. But if something's active in your life right now, you need to talk to your partner about it and make sure that they are apprised of where you are. When they're apprised, there's no surprise. Okay, got another question here. Just came in via Facebook. It says, can my relationship last if my partner wants children, but I don't? Oh, my goodness. That's a tough one. That really is, because if your partner really knows that their life won't be complete without having children, then, my dear, you're going to need to move on. It's very important that relationships are held not as I'm here because I need to be here, but rather I'm here because I want to be here and we both want the same thing out of life. Those of you who listened to one of our past shows about picking the right one, one of the first ways you pick the right person is you find out, do we want the same things out of love? Do we want the same things out of life? It's crucial. If your partner really wants children, that you say, look, you know what? I want you to go and be happy than you want. Right now, as far as I can see, I want something different. Now, I have truly, I must tell you this, worked with any number of couples where one person started out saying, I don't want children. And then they had an unplanned pregnancy, and that other partner found themselves really thrilled with the journey of being a parent. But if you know that to the best of your ability right now, that is not something you want on your life journey, step away and say, I want you to be happy. Go after it. All right. Good question. Thank you. Question. Is asking for space away from my partner to ease into breaking up with me. Now, if by space you mean let's take a break, let's not see each other as much, I would say the answer is yes. Because unless the space has a purpose, like we need space to work on an issue, I would say this probably is a prelude and there's no way for me to sugarcoat it. If I were you, I'd sit down and say, hey, what does wanting space really mean? What do you see as the end in sight? If there is one for our relationship, if that's what you want, then let's end it now on good terms. Let's not not let it die the slow death because we're taking, quote, space. These questions, many of them you may have noticed, I'm responding by saying, talk about it. Talk it out. Find out what's on the other person's mind. Find out what they really want. Share what you really feel, what you really want. The best relationships are built on a foundation called 
communication. That is your best foundation that I'm clear. I find out what you need and want. I ask for what I need. And I offer you the opportunity to tell me what you really need as well. Now, I want to go back to our very, very first question because it raised an issue. That first question was, why don't my relationships make it past the first date? For many people, the thing that throws relationships off, whether you're dating on an app or whether you're meeting at meetups or whether you're on one of the many, many, many dating sites, everything from eHarmony to uh, Ivy League daters, whatever it is, wherever you're going, match.com, it doesn't matter. It's important for you to know I am worthy and deserving of love. I have worked on my love patterns. I know what my pattern is. And I am going to choose something new and I'm going to be something new in this relationship because there's a purpose to love. Love has a purpose and that is for you to learn and you to grow. All right, next question. How do I know if it's really time to end my marriage? I've been thinking about divorce for three years. Okay, I'll tell you, I have a very simple answer to this. I get asked this question all the time. And when I wrote my very first book, Love Lessons, I had a very clear definition at the end of the book. As much as I am in the business of helping singles find love, helping you to grow your love and keep your love healthy and strong, there are three situations in which it's truly time to let it go. The first is if you're in a marriage where there is any physical abuse, you must get yourself out. You must get yourself to safety. If your mate then is contrite and says, oh, I love you, please come back, the answer is no, I won't come back until you go through a treatment program for batterers and I program for women who are being battered because this was from a woman. I didn't tell you guys that question. Her name is Jeannie. Okay, so Jeannie, if any battering or abuse is going on, you got to get yourself safe. And no being lulled back into the relationship because you feel lonely and horny. There are worse things than being lonely and horny. One of them is being battered physically or emotionally or verbally by someone you're in a relationship with. Now, the next instance is, Jenny, if you have gone to good help, you've gotten great marital counseling, and you have looked at your patterns and looked at his patterns and worked on your communication, and you've really done everything you can. To, and notice I said qualified help because not every therapist is an expert in working with couples. And sometimes those who aren't experts do more harm than good. Make sure you're working with a qualified expert. Okay, you've done everything you can there, 
and things are just not getting better, then it may be time to let go. The other time you let go is if your partner has some kind of addictive behavior that they're not willing to address because addiction is a progressive illness. It gets worse over time, and it is a complete showstopper for you. And if it's addiction, you need to be in an Al-Anon or partner 12-step program. All right? So thank you, and we have Mike on the phone. Mike, go right ahead. Hi, uh, Dr. B. My name is Mike, and um, I was just, I have a question regarding um, this person who I am working with right now. I actually have a crush on her, but I just don't know how to approach her, and I don't want to get into any trouble with the um, HR department. So um, I was just wondering what you think I should be, uh, what I should do about this situation Ah, okay. You have a crush, and do you ever see her outside of work, Mike? Mike, are you still there? Yeah. See her outside of work? Uh, I tried asking her out once, but I didn't. I didn't want to, you know, cause any awkward situations. So I haven't done any. Um, I wasn't really serious about it. Um, not until recently, though, and I just okay. really wanted to ask her out. All right, so it was kind of a half-hearted effort to get something started, and it didn't go anywhere. Yeah, most women right. are always half-hearted, and they will blow you off. So, look, Mike, I get that you have a crush. It sounds like you've been interested in her for a while. I want to encourage you to simply have a cup of coffee with her and say, I'm interested, but I have concerns about workplace relationships because mm-hmm. I don't want to make our work situation awkward. But I've got to tell you that a huge number of relationships start in the workplace because, after all, you're spending probably eight hours a day working near someone you like, and if they're a good person and you like them, you're bound to develop feelings. The question here is, if she's interested as well, the two of you are going to have to be very discreet and keep this under wraps, and be very, very clear that if it's going to develop into something serious, then that's when you can break it to your colleagues. You know, there is something going on here, but I would say keep it out of the workplace and just see if it goes anywhere if she has feelings as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Thanks. Okay. One little note about workplace relationships It's hell if you get involved with somebody and it doesn't go anywhere and you break up and you still have to work with them. So think twice before you get involved with somebody at work. Make sure you're not repeating a pattern. Make sure that before you take that risk, it's really worth the risk, Mike. So thanks for your question. I really appreciate it. Okay. Anybody else? We've got just a couple minutes left. You can jump in, and we are getting ready to wrap up the show. I so appreciate those who called in, those who wrote in, who tweeted in, talking with you and finding out what you're working with in modern love is so important. I'm here for you. You can always tweet me, Facebook me, Dr. Brenda Wade, or just send me an email, love at docwade.com. 
follow us, check in with us, because we always have free classes once a month. You can take advantage of one of the free seminars on modern love. We've got retreats and books and everything we can possibly put out there to help you live the love you've always wanted. And from the bottom of my heart, I thank you, I love you, and I want you to thrive in modern love. Thank you to our producers, Cliff Dunning, our associate producer, our brilliant producer, LeGrand Green, and thank you, all of our wonderful modern love listeners. Stay with us. Blessings, everyone.